England had a fantastic win uh, in India this week, and we thought we'd try and get someone who really knows what they're talking about to try and give us some views on it. So, uh, welcome to 98 Not Out, the one and only Bumble, Mr. David Lloyd. David, how are you? I'm, I'm okay, apart from everybody else in the world with COVID, so we're just coping with that. And a bit of cricket and a bit of sport just sorts things out for a little while. <laughs> You've been getting up in the middle of the night to do the coverage. Um, how have you been handling that? Well, for a start, I haven't. Um, <laughs> I, I get it, but, you know, at the crack of about eight o'clock, so I, I catch up a little bit and then watch uh, from time to time because the dog needs to go out and be emptied and that sort of thing. But they were terrific. I mean, that is one heck of a win. And it'd be interesting when they start on Saturday, it's at Chennai again, what sort of pitch is it? I thought that pitch was perfect for a test match. Now, India might just gamble and say, we've got to get it spinning a bit more. I think in context, I mean, there have been some fantastic England test matches these last few years, um, home and away. But I think this one, given that India were arriving just having beaten Australia in Australia, the return of Virat Kohli, et cetera, et cetera, it kind of looked a bit of an uphill struggle for England. But, you know, in the end, it was a it was a pretty comprehensive victory, wasn't it? I mean, I think compared to some of the recent wins, it's right up there, isn't it? It is, it is right up there because they're playing a fabulous team and a fabulous team who've just had a great result down in Australia. You don't go to Australia and win too often. And equally for England, you don't go to India and win. So that round one has gone to England. We've got three more rounds. Can't wait for Saturday to start. And it's a pleasure watching when you mention these England lads. You know, I've been around a long time and, and this is a terrific bunch. They've got a terrific leader and a terrific coaching staff. I, th I think the whole thing, the whole setup is fabulous. They've got some wonderful leaders in the team. You need a backbone in a team. You've got to have leaders. When You know, when it gets a bit tough and it's a bit hot and it's a bit sweaty and it's not just happening, you need leaders, senior professionals who will stand up and bring all them younger players with them. And that's what I see from this England team. Actually, it's very similar in that sense to India, isn't it? India have also got a fantastic leader, a really good mix of let's say, youth and experience, um, good coaching setup, you know. So so for England to to beat them, I think, is, is even more of a statement. It, it is. And, you know, I'd love to see the reaction out in India to, to the team being beaten, particularly having come from Australia, where Rahani captained the team fabulously. And so Virat Kohli, one of the greatest players that we've ever seen, comes back into the team and the team loses, and he's captain, there would be a massive reaction and debate in India, number one, as to who's the best captain. And so England have, have struck one there. You know, that's a big blow for India, media, public, to react and think, well, hang on, have we got the right captain? Because uh, the, the last Test match in Australia... India pretty famously won with what could arguably be referred to as their second 11. Yeah, I mean, once you take Corley out, you've, you've got a massive haul. But they, they've got a, a good attack. I think they, they will definitely miss Jadeja. I think Jadeja is a bit of glue in that side. He's a, a wonderful fielder, bats, bowls effectively. Now, I don't think he's going to play in the whole series and so... I think him coming out of the team 
has lessened India. Um, but the reaction will be this next pitch. We, we, we're all waiting to see that because, of course, we all know if you know cricket and you're playing in that subcontinent, that toss is unbelievably important. It's a 50-50 call, isn't it? You, you either get it right or you get it wrong. But you've got to win the toss and bat. Now, not only do you win the toss and bat, there's another word, a caveat, that you've got to put to that. Well, you win the toss and bat well. And England did that. Get 550. You're controlling the game. You, you have real control over the game. If you're bundled out for 300, you ain't controlling the game. What about Joe Root then in his 100th test? Is he getting better and better? We're seeing... I mean, he was always a fantastic class act, but these last few innings, he just seems to be going to another level. Well, I know Joe very well. And so he's gone away and worked technically and also worked on his mind. And if there's one thing, you know, COVID has been horrible for everybody around the world, but it's given England's captain a little bit of time, time away, time with the family, Time to recharge. I'm a massive player in that. And we might come on to rotation in a second. I am massive on being really careful with the mental side of the game and the well-being of the player. And I think that Joe Root has been able to recharge to show exactly what he does. And I mentioned rotation. It looks as if Stuart Broad will play the next game instead of Jimmy Anderson. I'm all for that. One for their age. And I'm a football freak, football fanatic. And I can see why managers will leave a player out. They'll leave him out. Leave the best player out. And get him ready for the next game. They need to freshen him up, get some fresh legs. And I firmly believe that's exactly the same in cricket. And I'm one thing that's gone under the radar is that Josh Butler, in playing this next match, he's come home. He's having a rest. But they've got a good enough lad to come in, in folks. He's good enough to come in. And so England are not losing anything there, but they'll freshen Joss Butler up. Is this the deepest... The, the squads that England have got now, across all formats, we seem to have incredible strength in depth at the moment. Is this the best that you've ever seen in your watching England down the years? Yeah, it is. I've been involved uh, for nearly 60 years and, and I... You know, this is a big debate. I, I, In all my time in the game, I've never seen the game as vibrant as it is now. And through the broadcast deals, there's an enormous amount of money which goes towards what you've just mentioned in getting the players on top of the game, you know, no expense spared in expertise and knowledge in getting them right to play. When I was involved in the 90s, you had absolutely no chance of that. It was like England international players having two stroke three jobs. There are two or three jobs. Like, you know, you can you can get a delivery driver now who will have two or three jobs. That's exactly as it was when I was involved in the 90s. The player, Nasser Hussain, say, he, he had a job playing for Essex, but he also had a job playing for England. He got two jobs. And, and you, you can't do it. Angus Fraser can't bowl 50 overs for Middlesex and then hope to come and play a test match. It's nonsense. So central contract, with the amount of money that came in from broadcast deals, put that to bed. And so these England players, Jimmy Anderson, 
profession, England cricketer. We, we don't see him at Langs. He comes to Langs. He loves it. But he is an England cricketer. That's his job. I remember Graham Gooch um, going back a few years, um, wrapping up uh, a test match at Lords for England and then starting the cab and um, heading down to the Oval to back for Essex in the same day. I mean, that, that's yeah. how far we've come, isn't it? It, it is. And... You know, you just mentioned one of the greats, one of England's greats there in, in Graham Gooch. Just imagine how good he would have been and how many runs he would have scored if he was just an England opening batsman. He would never have that, Graham. I know Graham's totally different. In that he absolutely loves Essex. It's his beloved county. He's never, ever going to move from there. <laughs> I know where he lives. Um, but one of England's greatest. You're right, because, I mean, every time you go anywhere near the county grounds, whether it's match day or not, there he is doing something or other or, or talking to people or um, it's in his blood, isn't it? He'd be talking about batting, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. About his batting. No, he's good for knowledge. He loves, you know, Gooch loves giving knowledge. He loves working with young cricketers to make them better, 5% better, 10% better, 2% better. You know, that's in his DNA. Yeah, Alistair Cook, the shining example of that, really, isn't he? Yeah, and I mentioned the other bloke. I mean, Mark Butch is out there in India, and and he, I've been texting him and we've been chatting away. Good friend and, of the show, Mark. Yeah, well, you know, this weather is fantastic over in Chennai. It might be a bit too hot for me. But over here, we've got snow, we've got this, we've got that, we've got the other. Um, Mark Butcher, he, he said to me, how, how are you going on with the bees from the east? To which I said, well, I, I haven't seen Nasser for a while. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to catch him on a good day, Nasser. <laughs> we've been trying to get him on for ages. And, um, yeah, he, he, he dead bats every, every time I see him or write to him. But uh, we will, yeah, like you say, we have to get him on a good day. Offer him money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we've heard various stories from various people about... Um, about uh, Matt Floyd was on uh, a few weeks ago and t telling us some interesting stories about NASA's generosity. Well, it, 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 it comes, he has a stock phrase. When you go to any sort of idea to NASA, should we, what about, have we... The first thing he says is, is it free? <laughs> Well, I think Knighty also uh, made some some playful what? accusations as well, didn't they? So it's only right that NASA comes on hey, to defend hey, himself. Hey, hey, uh, what, what is it? Pot calling the kettle there, I tell you. <laughs> Ooh, oh, I'll tell you one about Nick Knight. You know Ian Smith, um, New Zealand, great, great commentator, great great man, great pal, just a great bloke. Nearest of margins. Nearest of margins. We're out in New Zealand, England, New Zealand. Night is with us. And we finish the game. We get back to the hotel. And the sponsor, the whole tour sponsor is there. And they were a brewery. And this chap, a very nice chap, I think he was called Sean. He came in and he said, fellas, great today. He said, there's a tab on the bar. Just, just get what you like. And so we did. And, yeah. and then the bar shut. You know, they, they closed the tab down. And we all sort of got up and got you round in and so on. Ian Smith got hold of Nick Knight and by the arm and took him to the bar. He said, you probably don't know what this is. He said, this is called a bar where you can buy things. <laughs> <laughs> Knight is totally nonplussed. <laughs> 
Well, poor old, poor old Nighty's been in Mumbai or India um, mm. since way before Christmas. He was out there covering um, the India-Australia series for uh, Sony TV out there. Um, yeah. And now he's fronting the coverage um, uh, with, with, with Butch at, at Channel 4. So, uh, yeah. Well, they ain't working. No, they're not working for Channel 4. Um, the they're, working, feed, they're, working, they're working for Star. Um, and so the Channel 4 element is uh, Rishi Prasad and Alistair Cook. So that, that's, you know, they, they top and tail it from the studio. But, you know, Murali Kartik and Sunil Gavaskar and Ajit Agarka, Mark Butcher um, and Nick Knight, they're, they're all employed by BCCI and Star. It's good, though, to have uh, cricket on free-to-air TV again, though, isn't it? It's uh, definitely getting... Uh, an, well, I don't know if it's a new audience or a returning audience, but the, the viewing figures seem to be quite good. Um, I can't see it lasting, okay. though, can you? No, the viewing figures are OK. Uh, you've got to temper that by saying it, it's sort of 4.30 in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, 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 you need a niche audience... To do that, I mean, I'd, I'd be very mischievous and say, "Where have you been? Where have you been for twenty years?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, simple as that. The 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 game cannot run on fresh air. It's as simple as that. Yeah, the the game won't run on fresh air. Yeah, that's right. So, your coverage uh, in the Sri Lanka series—you um, were all on. Um, Various remote locations. You were you were up north, and I think um, a couple of them were down in in uh, the Sky Studios. Um, how how did it work? It's most of the time it seemed to be pretty seamless. The occasional hiccup. It, it worked brilliantly. Um, how they do it, I'll never know. There were three of them uh, in the studios. I was up here at home in the bedroom, working off an iPad. That's all I had, an iPad. <laughs> With all sort, you guys will know all about it. All this technical equipment in my bedroom, wires all over the place. We, we had uh, Kumar Sangakara in Gaul. Uh, Mahela J. Wardener was in Colombo, and then for the second Test match, um, Kumar is in Abu Dhabi. So how they get it all together? The the fun element of that, that one of the best bits is that I'm on my iPad. And so the only way, you know, broadcasting is that if you've got two of you, one of them, one of you wants to speak, you pick your microphone up. When you finish, you put it down. And then the other guy picks it up and puts it down. And that's your cue that if you want to say something, you, you wait until that mic goes down. So the only way we could do it is on the phone, on an iPhone, FaceTime. So I've got my phone here on FaceTime looking at Michael Atherton or Rob Key or NASA to see whether they've picked the microphone up and put it down. The problem was I'm on a five-second delay. <laughs> so I, I could, and the, the whole coverage coming from Gaul, the whole coverage was, I can hear in, in my earpiece a, a, an appeal or a, 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 you know, a celebration, and it hadn't happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's great fun, like you say. It was almost seamless. You, 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 when it's when it's live, you cock up. You, you, you make a mess every now and again. So what? It's a bit like my son when he's playing on his Xbox with his friends. <coughs> he'll, have, he'll be sat there with the game in front of him, and then he'll have his mobile phone FaceTiming 
one of his mates who he's playing against, and then someone else is on another one. Um, beyond me, but <laughs> it does seem well, to it, work. It, that, all, all that's I mean, I've not got that far with PlayStation and Xbox. I've, <laughs> I could do. I could. I could tell you what I'm good at. Technically, ring back. If you if somebody rings on the phone and you, you press one four seven one, it'll tell you who's just rung you. That's as far as I can go. <laughs> we had Wokesy on last week, and talking of computer game, I mean, me and Webby are similarly too old for all that. But uh, Wokes was telling us that uh, in the England camp, there's a tournament at the moment of, of Call of Duty, which apparently Ben Stokes is absolutely caning everyone at that. Funny to think of him being competitive, but. <laughs> something like that but um what, is, it, is it a game yeah it's a computer game but i was just going to say you know on tour when you were touring when you were coaching when you were playing what were the sort of things i mean was it darts or snooker or cards or what were the sort of uh hotel activities that would keep people busy right down the pub <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't overcomplicate things darren <laughs> yeah <laughs> Down the pub, get something to eat. Have a... <laughs> it's like like commentating now. I'm not working for Sky. I mean, finish it. I mean, the, these games are going on for on and on. They're finishing at half past seven and quarter to eight. So a couple of beers, have a chat, have a curry, get to bed. It's dead, <laughs> dead simple. That was another Nick Knight story that came out when uh, you were all down in South Africa and told him to meet at some curry house where there was uh, a statue of Nelson. Uh, outside and uh, two hours later he hasn't turned up and that's he was it. looking for a statue of Lord Nelson not Nelson that's Mandela that's it yeah yeah <laughs> and, and that 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 is in in the what, what is it called the towers in Johannesburg when you're talking about a statue it's about 20 foot high <laughs> <laughs> so we do miss you that was one of the features of um of you know your 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 coverage your personal coverage was that whenever you were going out about whether it was in England or abroad, you would give us colour on where it was good to go and eat and drink. Um, hopefully it won't be that long before we're back and you're back um, sampling the delights of various venues. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, that's all part of the job, really. Um, cricket commentary is, is fabulous. I love the game. It's instant. You don't know what... Every ball, as far as I'm concerned, in a six or seven hour day every ball is an event yeah. because me as commentator i've no idea what's going to happen every ball you don't know what's going to happen and got to react and you've got to give an opinion and sometimes and th this is a, a criticism give you a criticism you shut up just let it go and let it go for two overs three overs just let it go because there's them times in a test match when you want to be when the viewer wants to be reflective, it doesn't need anybody banging on and on and on and on. And what's happening now is a lot of broadcasters are doing three commentators in a row. So three with a microphone for half an hour. You'll always get one that wants to dominate. He wants to have it. I'll tell you a wonderful story about the sound of silence. Who, who, who was that? Who, who sang that? The uh, sound of Simon and Garfunkel, wasn't it? Simon and Garfunkel. And that Richie Benno was the master of the, the power of silence, the sound of silence. And Channel Nine did it. They put three in a row. 
Channel 9, when Richie was there. Michael Slater tells a fantastic story. Great man, Slater. Mad as a box of frogs, but great man. He said on two occasions, three in a row for half an hour, Richie didn't get off the mark. <laughs> Never said a word. And that, to me, is broadcasting. The power of broadcasting. There's times when you can have a bit of fun in the crowd. Let's see who's in the crowd and you do a bit of lip reading and one thing and another. Who's the great and the good? Because there's not a lot happening in the game. Then there's then the game's full on. It's absolutely full on. And you've got to be full on. And then there's that time when it's just meandering along. Shut up. Just yeah. shut up. Let the, let the viewer just let it wash over and then just gently come back into it. I'll tell you who's good at it, Atherton. Really good. Really good. It's funny, we do a feature on the show called um, Cricket Birthdays of the Week, where Webby reads out anyone um, from the world of cricket who's celebrating during the week. And I was just putting the list together, and I noticed um, this week would have been Jim Laker's birthday. Um, and yeah. When I was a young lad, to me, that he was the voice of cricket. And I think he was someone else that was very shall we say, economical with his, um, with his commentary. Yeah, Yorkshireman. Uh, Jim was a Yorkshireman. And, you know, I can't tell you how nice a bloke he was. He was a fantastic bloke, Jim. Time for everybody, always engaging. Um, and, of course, you know, go down famously as, as 19 wickets. Yeah. 19 wickets. And the other one, Tony Locke, he must have been tearing what bit of air he had. Locke, he could. So before we let you go, um, Accrington Stanley, we know you're a... Oh. Huge, huge football fan and Accrington Stanley, a big part of your life. Yeah, you're shocking last night. We played, <laughs> played, right? got beat at all, nil one. And we're just hovering below the playoffs and that would have been a big result for us. I watched us last night. We weren't good. Getting back to Tony Locke. You, oh, yeah, you, 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 all know, you all know what his nickname was. I'm going to leave you with this. What was his nickname? Oh, I don't know. I remember him playing. He played for, for into a, to a good old age, didn't he? He did. He did. Um, and he had quite an athletic physique at the end of his career as well. Um, but go on. What's his name? His nickname? Boar. Boar. <laughs> Have you got it? Yeah, that penny's dropped. <laughs> I haven't. I'm still thinking. Yeah, don't don't think out loud, Darren. Not for broadcast. All oh, right, hang on, I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> right, I'm going. <laughs> all right. <laughs> on that what note. a way to end. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. yeah David Lloyd, all the way from Lancashire. Many, many thanks for joining us on 98 Not Out. And uh, we look forward to hearing you back on the uh, airwaves very, very soon. Thanks for having me along. It's been good fun. <laughs>